No Limits number 40. 40 something. No Limits number 40 something. We are live. Brand new studio in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, sir, baby. We are we are in the city now, and we are in a new studio. <laughs> new studio. Me got plenty Joe. more space. Still got some water. This is pretty roomy, right? Yeah. Yeah, feels good. Okay, Spencer. Spencer's just joined the chat. Spencer joined the video a little bit. Yeah. This is this is our first live audience. We've got we, a couple Goonies in here. Spencer and Ryan, the brothers, both also members of yes. Drive Network. Sometimes they record an episode called The Splash. Jude is in the kitchen. He's on a phone call with KTSW. All right, he's All right, probably Joe. not yet, it's but he's been, here, and he'll be here. So we just missed one week because I was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We just took a week off, right? Yes. Yeah. So we so, recorded before you went to Colorado. Right, right, right. And then we took a week off. We were like, man, we just pounded out 40 episodes like nothing. Yeah, basically. Let's take a chill pill. So we took a week off, and now we're back here. So that means that it's been about two weeks since we met with each other. Give us an update on the car text Ooh. deal you have going on. Car text. And then maybe how the marketing companies go in during coronavirus. I mean, I don't know. Whatever you want to go yeah, with. little update. Okay, so I moved to San Antonio. Oh, yeah. That's where we're at. a week ago. I've been here for less than seven days. I took all my businesses with me. So car text still rolling balls to the wall still got my marketing company going and i don't know if i told you about this but i started uh thinking about a residential cleaning service advertised towards killing viral bacteria like covid19 maybe like covid19 so okay i'm gonna go into every house in san antonio i'm gonna go door to door knock and say hey you want me to get really? rid of covid in your house so you're gonna clean houses, or I'm just gonna say, okay? So there's these machines that they use in hospitals and stores. It's like a fog machine. They put it like on like they put it on like a backpack, and then they take it inside these hospitals. They just spray. That's it. Like no skill required. The only thing that it takes is literally to buy the machine and the chemicals. Okay. So yeah, I'm just gonna do that inside people's homes because they do it in grocery stores and stores in general and hospitals. Why not? Alaska. I'll ask an audience member here. We have an audience member who is familiar with grocery stores. I actually worked with him at one. Uh, are you familiar with these machines that clean out the grocery store? Because I'm not. I think you have to have a uh, high-end grocery store to do this. Okay, so he said you have to have a high-end grocery store to do this. Uh, small. Okay. So HEB in Lavernia doesn't clean? Okay, we wow. well, I guess the store we worked at just got exposed for not really being that clean. Yikes. Well, All see, right. that, that would be something perfect. Like, you, you could literally make a big deal about that within the Lavernia newspaper and be like, Lavernia right. isn't even sanitizing. And mm. then guess what? They're going to have to hire a sanitation team. And okay. guess what? So I'm the only one who does it. That's a pretty good idea. So are you thinking about putting that in, like, the same type of business as Cartext? I don't no, not really. I think it's going to be something totally different. Okay, so explain Cartex to the people who have not listened yet. Cartex is basically just a mobile car vehicle detailing service. So, so you, you come to them? Yes, yes. We go to them, detail their vehicle. More than a wash, obviously. If you just wanted a wash, you could go to a drive through car wash. Right. You're going to get all your paint scratched up. You're going to get... You know, everything's going to be just all jacked up. Yeah, like I was telling you, last time, they use. last time I went to a car wash... I paid $7 for a car wash, and I got home, and the car looked dirtier than I had even had it whenever it went first with the wash. Yeah. 
So I felt pissed off for like I wasted money. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, you definitely did. I mean, you didn't get what you paid for. But also at the same time, like I said a couple weeks ago, the materials that they use in those car washes are like super cheap, right? Obviously. And they'll actually do more damage to the car than clean it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that project's been pretty successful so far? Yeah. Are you, so. are you still working on it with your partner? Uh, mainly occasionally. Just, occasionally? Mainly just, mainly just me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of why I've been thinking about, or that's not why I've been thinking about, but I got the idea of the, the residential sanitation service because obviously it's just prime time right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can charge the, the cheapest, my services for mobile detailing is 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. I can charge like a, a couple hundred bucks a house to go in there and yeah. clean and put it on a retainer or something. And how much more time do you think like a residential cleaning service compared to a vehicle cleaning service? How much, what's the time difference in Dude, that work? Honestly, detailing vehicles takes an insane Right. That's what time. I would think. And you know, two and a half could, hours for a job. Take, right. So at, at least, but I can take a, one of those fog machines inside persons that would probably be done in within 45 minutes. Hmm. And charge like four times as much. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I know I know we brought on another businessman, probably, it's probably been a month now, Jared Setzer, who he does residential roof cleaning. Right. Right. Uh, so that's his business, his service business. So I think this is a pretty interesting thing. Are you familiar with anybody else that does it no. right now? No? Mm -hmm. mm. It might be something pretty good. Yeah. I mean, even if it lasts like four months. Yeah. So what? Okay. So how has Cortex been the marketing Cortex agency? How's marketing? So I tweeted about this the other day. I said um, the podcast to me got like how I forgot how well, many how many, many times, times more valuable, more valuable, but a lot, right? Like exponential because one of our long-term listeners um, runs a business and reached out to me for marketing help. So I was like, okay, sweet. Let's do it. And it was, it was just as simple as that. Like, I didn't have to pitch anything. Yeah. Just done deal. He's already familiar with you from listening. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, I know during these times, people are looking for creative ways to make money and yeah. to run businesses. And, I you know, so. I feel like when everything shut down, it completely changed business as it was before. You know, I saw a huge uptick in online sales. Oh, yeah. especially once they started rolling stimulus check money through everybody. I, I had my biggest month ever and I'm kind of like on a hangover right now from that wave we had, which, you know, like I feel like at odds, like being happy or bragging about a great sales month during the middle of when I felt like shit was hitting the fan for everybody else. So, you know, I don't want to run around and be like, Oh, I, killed it with all these sales in april that everybody else was at, at home with no job you know but it was really only because i was in online sales and the government basically gave everybody 1200 bucks that they spent immediately mm -hmm. online and i luckily got a chunk of people's stimulus checks you yeah. know um i thought well, see the, that's just the coronavirus and what happened to the united states it just exposed what's been happening, right? You know, if somebody's broke for 20 years before their stimulus check, the stimulus check isn't going to make them any richer because they already right. have the habits that got them in the hole in the first place. So what do they do when they get free money? They go ahead and spend it on MP3, iPhone King. 
Exactly. Yeah, they go buy stuff that they don't really need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's certainly interesting times. Ha- has your bi- overall business improved or has it gotten better or worse since the since I would say like beginning of March, I guess when all this stuff happened? I think my marketing agency was doing better at the beginning of March before mm-hmm. coronavirus, but overall myself definitely took the game up a notch because i was able to diversify on some things yeah more time exactly and it really put a lot of different things into perspective you know i didn't want my eggs in one basket anymore so i went ahead and spread out and it worked pretty well you know so very happy with what the coronavirus did for my businesses not necessarily for everybody else Mm -hmm. but you know i don't have anything to say about it anybody else you feel yeah, I feel you absolutely. I think for me, I so when everything was shut down, doing online sales, basically having to source at places, it was. I mean, it was good because, like I said, I, you were getting so many sales online during the stimulus wave, but everything was shut down. Everything was shut down, so there was no way of basically getting any new merchandise in the door. Because I mean, I get a lot of stuff direct from China and at during corona we didn't want to mess with china because they were that's where it originated yeah so i wasn't getting any i wasn't getting any inventory through the mail i wasn't be able to get any at the stores and so i was pretty much just glad that i had a reserve amount of inventory Mm -hmm. because i burned through it in april and i wasn't able to replace any of it which was a good thing i guess because i got like a bunch of cash flow in that i wasn't spending on new stuff it was definitely an odd month. It really was because it was busy, yet I couldn't go anywhere. But it broke your sales record, right? Yeah, it did. It yeah. did. And I probably won't break that again until December of this year because December Christmas wave the past two years has been insane. I've set all-time highs every December so far. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the time of the year where people are just start going crazy buying stuff, you know? Yeah, dude. So I was thinking about this earlier. I haven't bought anything for myself in like over a year so, i mean like obviously food and crap yeah but obviously or you wouldn't I, be here i don't have a new shirt in my closet that's been within the last year that i bought i okay i bought clothes on my trip to colorado last week mm-hmm. like i mean for yeah i bought for a, its purposes though maybe or, i bought a pair of shorts and a shirt okay. at like h&m but it. i would say personally spending money on myself I mean, I have a freaking iPhone 7 that's like five years old that every time I look at it and it's, it's not working the right way, I, I feel like I need to replace it, but I don't want to replace it until it absolutely goes to the ringer. Well, so I remember probably back in the winter, maybe even before, like in the fall when we first started recording. No, this is definitely around that time because that's when we were talking about getting new phones and I got one. Because you were still running on iPhone 6 back then. No, I had an iPhone 7 that broke on me okay so i had to go back to an iPhone 6 mm. and i was like geez I that that's this. a crazy trend when you downgrade phones oh, you yeah. really feel it uh-huh. you know yeah but even like the 7 plus at the time i mean it was still relatively new. not new but like it was still relatively decent yeah i and would say after using this like no and the older the iphones back. get they slowly start phasing out the other ones so yeah, we so stop getting updates did you see the other day um, Apple got sued. And Mm-mm. so this was in the Supreme Court. Apple got sued and basic f- for um, 
limiting their phone's performance past a certain number of years. So like as they age, yeah. Apple intentionally um, cut them out of the updates. Right. Yeah. So apparently like there's some huge, huge settlement that Apple has to pay back, but it's only like 25 bucks a person. And I don't know how to apply. I probably won't. So who sued them? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I so, guess it was just a, I don't. So they're going to pay 20, they're going to pay money to people who bought those phones. Well, only to the people who apply. Really? And you, I guess they set it up to where it's only if you bought it through Apple. Ooh, I don't know. I have no idea. I have not looked into this at all. No, but me neither. It's just whoever's suing Apple, salute to you. Because, I mean, I feel like if you buy an iPhone, like say you you bought an iPhone 5 brand new, fuck it, eight years ago by now. Mm-hmm. Just because new technologies came out doesn't mean that I should have the product that I bought phased out and basically canceled. Well, yeah, like right, exactly. But they do that so you buy the new one. Of course, they do. But, I mean, honestly, they probably get a big amount on their sales anyways coming from people just wanting the latest version, just keeping up with the Joneses. How many... Okay, I'm sure somebody listening to this definitely does this, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way, but how many people... Do you think buy a new iPhone every single year when the new one comes out? Ryan might. You think Ryan Galloway does? He's in the he's in the live studio. That's Ryan. Do you get a new iPhone every year? I get a new iPhone every other year. Okay, he's an every other year guy. Well, so that's like part of a some kind of plan, right? Anyways, with your every service provider. Like a, like he's just doing his thing. I, I yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you respect that updating current technology. Yeah, I mean, right. especially like if you're in media and you're trying to have the freshest Instagram picture, you can't be like me with an iPhone seven camera. Right. Yeah, but like, you know, look like you're making a 1980s movie. Also, there's a difference between a person who you know buys the newest iPhone product because of the advancement in technology versus the fanboy who buys literally everything like that. The Apple Watch Series five. The oh new yeah. Light the tech guys. MacBook Pro. Yeah. The ipad yeah. the itv they got adapters that you didn't even know existed yeah you know mm-hmm. they got see, that's a totally different they got hard drives thing. for everything <laughs> yeah Fact. so i only say that because like you were saying i don't really have a lot of miscellaneous consumer spending yeah you know no, I and i think that allows me to have more money for business than the average person because i mean i've always thought of the philosophy that it's not how much you make it's how much you keep you know because like i mean this is something like I like the Dave Ramsey show. I know a lot of people hate Dave Ramsey for, I mean, for good reason. And I'm not saying that his advice is what I'm going to follow, but I can't tell you how many people call into his show say, Hey Dave, I make 400,000 a year, but I'm $2 million in debt. Jeez. And he's like, how does that happen? It's just completely living above your means, like buying the biggest house you could possibly somewhat find a way to get a loan on yeah i mean you can make sixty thousand dollars a year and be richer than a doctor who makes four hundred thousand i know i know we've we've said this before on the show somebody did a study that said the average net worth of a plumber at 40 oh yeah is higher than the net worth of a doctor at 40 we did talk about that but that was just because of like the debt that a doctor goes into for medical school and the, the, the plumber's been working for 22 years at that point for yeah. the most part. And it's probably at his peak in his business already. Yeah. Right. I was going to shoot. I was going to mention something, but I saw Jude over here nodding his head like 
Imagine. Yeah, we got a couple of goons watching us. Mm-hmm. Like we said, this is a live audience. So, oh yeah, Jude finished his meeting. So Jude's in the room now. He's being a bit of a distraction. Nothing we can't handle. Yeah. At, All right. At the, in four minutes, Jude, at the 20 minute mark. All right. In four out. minutes, we're going to bring Jude from the JTM podcast oh, on yeah. to say a couple words. Oh, you can give the Strive or the No Limits audience a little rundown of what's happening in the sports world. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if, if he wants to do that. We'll see what he wants to do. Just tell us about the. Just tell us about the NBA. Okay. The All right, Jude. I'm not. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Jude now, not Joe. Damn. Joe. So, how important do you like? So, why do you think you haven't made any miscellaneous consumer spending? Like, I just don't. You, so you said you haven't even bought a, an article of clothing in a year. Yeah, I mean, okay. I just don't care to. Like, I don't go shopping. Um. I don't shop like I don't shop online. I don't just look at new yeah, stuff. I you, feel like if I did, like if I went shopping every week or not even shopping, but just looking at a, around a mall, I feel like I would buy something. You know, yeah. there's a lot of different crap around there and it they're always, designed for you to get yeah. in because you're going to buy. The same with online shopping. Like you can be scrolling through a store for 30 minutes. You can eventually find something that you want and you think you need, but I, you know, the next day you're going to forget about it. How many people, okay, this is crazy because I recently got my first credit card. Mm-hmm. So I got it to build my credit, get the cash back, which I've already made like $120 cash back on my credit card. And like, I've had it for a month, which Swag. is pretty great. But I thought about it and I started using it and I quickly realized, oh, it'd be pretty damn easy to live off this thing. Like people simply having a credit limit, like my credit limit is like 11 grand on my card, but most people, like, let's say it's like three grand. Mm-hmm. Well, how easy is it? To swipe, like to literally grab an iPad, swipe it approved. Mm-hmm. Now I got yeah. the iPad, but I got a thousand dollar ding on my credit. I'll worry about that later. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wait for my paycheck. Yeah. I'll yeah. wait for my paycheck. I'll catch up. But then, but the day you get paid, you see that new Gucci purse. You're like, oh, I got to get that. It's limited edition. <laughs> yeah. You know? and you think, oh, I just got paid. Yeah, I just got paid. Yeah. Well, if you spend your paycheck on that, you still got the iPad on credit. You still got your bills. And you still got your bills. I mean, ooh, I almost spilled my drink. I mean, I see like the, I see the pain. Like when a lot of people get a half million dollars in debt, that's not an accident, you know. It, and I mean, there's a lot of people that'll pay their bills on a credit card. Did you see the guy on Robinhood who killed himself because he was trying to trade options and he went like half a million dollars in the hole? Yes. Did you see that? Yes. That was that was the guy they figured out the glitch on Robin Hood? I don't know. I just think he didn't know what he was doing. There was some weird glitch on Robin Hood. I know if you're listening and you're really into finances, you under, you know what happened. There was a weird glitch in Robin Hood. Maybe Spencer's familiar with this where he was able to basically like um infinitely leverage so he was it may have been options where he was building an option creating like a fake win and then leverage that on another option. So it created like an infinite parlay Okay. to where the only way that they would have made money is if every option basically domino all the way down. And if one fell, they were in the hole and all these guys went like $3 million on the hole in one day. And Robin hood found out in about 24 hours what was happening. And I mean, a lot of these guys, they're getting letters now that they owe Robin Hood like $3 million, you know, just because they thought it was funny to do this glitch. Shoot. So what about the kid who killed himself? I, I don't know if any of these, 
I think no, that see that's what that's what I'm thinking of. Like when I'm talking about the Robin Hood thing, I, there was literally this kid who went super red and down in the hole in Robin Hood, like over a million dollars doing negative, op- like doing options. Like you said, I don't thing. really even understand how to do so options. So he went so far down in the hole and he killed himself. So like, well, does he? Open- does his family owe the money or some shit? I don't know. Dude, there's, hopefully, hopefully there's this terrible like meme. People in that. There's this meme I saw many years ago, and it said, uh, the banks hate him. He stole $500,000. Find out how he did it. And it's just like him with a noose. You know? It's like, God. it's so bad. But it's like, like you said, if you go down in the hole like that and then you kill yourself, who do they get the money from? Because they still want their money. There's, maybe if you have a life insurance policy, they take that. Shoot, yeah, but, that'll probably cover it. Yeah, who knows though? That's interesting. I mean, Damn. we'll see. I I would never go three million dollars in the hole on Robin Hood, thankfully, so I don't have to worry about that. Are problem. you familiar with like options trading and all that? No, because my I mean, I've heard of the concept and I kind of, but not really, have an idea about what it is. Because my 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 dad was big into the market like pre oh eight. He was pretty big into the market and he had made quite a bit of money, but then he lost all of it in 08. And he was explaining to me basically what options trading was. If you're, if people are listening and know exactly what it is, obviously then they know that this probably is not accurate, but basically I think it's, you basically buy like contracts, like a thousand shares of a company at a time or something. And you basically uh, put in a call to sell it at a certain price. And then you're, you put in a call to where somebody automatically buys it at a certain price, but then they automatically sells at a certain price. So he was explaining it to, I guess if you really knew how to do it, you could make a lot of money pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but obviously there's risk to it. Yeah. Like I've seen several people like make four figures in a day. Options yeah. trading. I just don't know how to do it. So Jude, we're two minutes past your deadline. We're going to get Jude McLaren from the JTM and freak. <laughs> KTSW and on the microphone is he are you all there in your head right now man yeah yeah come on all right come on join all right come say a word Jude to the no limits audience uh, you can snag no (laughs) (laughs) oh oh whoa 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 whoa. that thing's got to get squared up hey hey hey, man I have a I have a gator too unfortunately I don't even know if I'm in the shot right now but don't don't worry Jude don't worry hey we have a producer in studio yeah, Spencer Galloway right over here. Nah, I was in my KTSW meeting. I just wanted to say hi because I've never been featured on the No Limits podcast. You know what I'm saying? All right, Jude, real quick. Give us a hustle you've done to make some money. <laughs> That's not illegal. Okay, honestly, no, high key. I think Joe is probably the only person who knows about this. Coaching, or not coaching, judging speech and debate tournaments on the weekends. I did that my whole freshman year and built my savings up. It's like 5,000 bucks. Oh, let's go. Seriously. No, because it's like 200 bucks a weekend and you just sit there like you, yeah, you have to give up your Saturday, but like, it's not even the whole Saturday. Like, and it's worth it for the bag. At least, at least by 10. And if you're in college, like the the night is still young. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we know what you're saying. So anyways, that's, that's honestly like the main hustle I've done. And then obviously I get, I get paid a little bit for KTSW as well. So. All right, Jude. So you're cut. You're already kind of a professional radio broadcaster, sort of. Uh, I mean, I, I'm blessed with the fact that it like is San Marcos's radio station, but I've definitely got some work to do for sure. I mean, do you get paid to broadcast? 
Yes. So you're professional. All right, dude, that's a pretty good hustle. I'll be honest. That's a, pre- that's a pretty good hustle, Jude. And all right, do you have anything you want to ask, Jude? Uh, Jude, tell us a little bit about what's happening in the NBA. Like, what's the season going to look like? Real quick, Jude, because we know you do an hour every week. I'm talking like a 45-second <laughs> okay. sports update for the people who just watch the stock market all day. Okay, so the main thing with the NBA is they're doing, you know, obviously no fans. They've got, like, semi-social distancing policies for like the bench so like players have their own hydration stations like with their own water you know their own gatorade whatever and it's not like six feet apart but it's but it's about like you know three feet apart this man spencer's trying to cut me off he's trying to take my airtime right now but he won't even get on the mic um (laughs) but anyways no seriously i mean mainly i've only really watched the spurs but all right who's gonna win the championship oh clippers no doubt I, I, you know, I, a lot of people disagree with this and, you know, I could be wrong, but in, <laughs> in my opinion, I, you know, I haven't seen anybody stop Kawhi other than Zaza Pachulia since 2017. And I know it was just one game, but like he was blowing out that Warriors team with KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. All right, Jude, you're getting into your JTM mode. Okay. We, hold right. on. Hold on. We loved that. Give the listeners where they can find Jude and, and, in 10 years, okay. where's Jude going to be? Hopefully a professional podcaster, maybe having my own radio show or something like that. That's also on on-demand platforms. But, I mean, honestly, who knows? Who who knows, like, with, with the way that the world's going and, like, just technology advancing so fast, like, it, it could be something completely different that's, like, the big thing then. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Where can they find you on Instagram? At CheckYourJTM, at Jude McLaren. Yes, All sir. right. I if appreciate you li- the promo. If you like sports, listen to him. Appreciate it. Obviously, he likes making money too. I mean, I don't know who doesn't. Can we go round table on NBA picks just so we can kind of document? Like, okay. Ryan is going to tell us his pick for the NBA championship. What is it? Spencer's right. going to go first. Spencer, give us your pick. I know what Spencer's going to say. Spencer is. All right, cringe, oh, cringe. Cut that out, folks. Cut it out, folks. That's that's as bad as saying, "Oh yeah, just live off a credit card. Don't worry about paying it back." <laughs> okay, Ryan, Ryan, who's your pick? Oh God, I I agree with the Lakers winning, but these Celtic fans are. So you think the Lakers cringe. are going to beat the Clippers? Okay, so Ryan thinks there's a chance for the Celtics to beat the Bucks. That's the end of our NBA hour. That's very interesting. Um, Yeah, what a do you want me to pick? Okay, I'll be honest, guys. I've been so I've been so busy, no limiting, (laughs) focusing on the finances. I have not been watching NBA basketball, but I'm going Lakers all day long. Uh, I'm upset with the NBA right now, but I'm going Lakers. Joe. I mean, Joseph, if you say the Spurs, I'm going to lose my mind. Clips and six. All right, Clippers. I got Lakers. That's Jude that has the that. Jude and Joe have the Clippers. Mike and Ryan have the Lakers. When it comes to Spencer me in sports, I've pretty much got to the point where it's just Dallas Cowboys are bust, and that's it. <laughs> um, all right. Yo, speaking of sports, I think there was an update on NCAA football, and I think the season is a go. Do you think the season's a Is go? that true? It's well, they delayed it, but like I don't know. You never know. But 
seems like, because a lot of conferences have like moved it to the spring or just canceled it entirely. But um, I think for the most part, like the big conferences are going to have a season. Yeah, I think okay. for now, at least, it looks like we're going to have college football. All right, I'll ask you this, Joe, because this is a pretty big question. I don't know how much you've thought about it. I've thought about it quite a bit. Where do you think higher education goes and even public schools go now with Corona going into this new school year? Well, shoot, man. Like, there's no telling how long this crap's going to last. Like, it could be... No, three, it's not. The, the crazy thing about it is it can be three months or it can be three years. That it's already been a here. solid four months. Longer than that. It's been about five. Yeah, I mean, it's almost been half a year that we've been living like this. Like, personally, I've gotten used to it, I guess. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have by now, which may be what the government wants is to like keep us apart and covering our faces and not engaging and talking to anybody. Yeah. So that very could be something that they wanted, right? But regardless, there's no telling how it's going to affect schools because we don't know how long it's going to last. But if it does last, I think we're going to see a movement to more and more online school, whether that be public school or well, post-secondary. What I think so interesting is kind of what the president's been saying as far as if the kids don't go to school and they go to online school, should the school districts refund those school taxes back to the parents since they're not sending their kids to that public school? And that affects the school because... Are they going to pay for schools have overbloated administration, mm. overbloated teaching staffs, and all that? If you give back the property tax money because the kids aren't going to school, how are they going to pay for those folks at that point? I think we got JTM uh-huh. that is jump on a mic, JTM. I just wanted to say to just like add some value to the conversation. As one of the few college students in Strive Network, uh, my girlfriend, so she four out of her five classes are online. And three out of my five classes are online. I don't know what Ryan's classes are looking like, just one. But yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if all mine turn online. So I was saying, I literally had a video on YouTube the week Corona happened. And when I saw that the first domino that fell was the fact that the colleges Colleges. closed down first. Literally, what like we had a couple cases, colleges said nationwide we're done for the whole year that made me immediately realize what i already thought colleges are not an essential business we've already realized that basically students can get all of this online and they did it in a snap of a finger everybody immediately went online the whole nation Yeah, and they're still going to get credits for their degree and they're still able to charge the same amount yeah that's the craziest for a zoom class harvard is having harvard is charging the same amount of tuition and then you saw schools not refund the on-campus living for the semester that they had to kick kids out halfway through, you know? And I think a mixture between mm. that and then, cause at this point people are paying for zoom classes. I mean, people sell courses on the internet that we know for 50 bucks that are valuable. Yeah. That you know, teach people. Yeah. I mean, and a mixture between that and you got guys like Elon Musk and then the CEO of Google saying we're dropping college degree requirements. Well, even Trump said that. When hiring for the government, that a degree is no longer so required. If, to, you know, if it, entrepreneurs like Elon, Tim Cook, I don't know who the CEO of Google is, but if all these, because really the only reason that colleges stand afloat is because we've put it in people's mind that they needed to get a good job. If all the and employ- college sports, if all the employers from now on say it's merit based and experience and your skills, degrees aren't required. Well, colleges yeah, are well, done. Then, they call, yeah, colleges are. Pretty much done. 
I think I think this corona is gonna be the domino that was gonna fall in ten years, but it's probably gonna fall in two or three years. But hmm. they do have a stranglehold on the gener- the parent generation right now. So all the kids that are about to go to college that are in high school, all their parents still buy into college. But I think by the time we're that age, I think it's going to be done. Yeah. So like what happens then to all those massive buildings? Do you just sell them? I don't know what happens. You know, I really don't know what happens. I think, I think I was under the thinking that the 08 financial crisis was terrible. I didn't know Corona was going to happen. I thought the next financial crisis was going to be the student loan collapse. Right. Because I think we're almost at $2 trillion of student loan debt. You listen to any financial show or talk to anybody on the internet that's 20 years old to 35 years old, pretty much all of them have student loan debt. All of them. Whether it's three grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand on student loan debts that never go away. And I mean, it. I was thinking that if enough people default on those payments and stop making those payments... The whole thing's going to come down because that's how the housing market came down 12 years ago. And I just don't know how colleges are going to justify charging six grand for one class for an online instruction. When, in my opinion, that's worth no more than 200 bucks. Dude, I would rather, yeah, six grand on a college course. I mean, it's insane. You know, then you get to a point where I go to a community college and I've gone online for a couple, like I've got, I've loved online Barely. school since high school, uh, mainly cause I hate school and it's an easy way for me to just get by. But I feel like an online instruction from a community college and online instruction from freaking UCLA are damn near the same experience and same quality, you know? Like, yeah. Cause I think the appeal of bigger universities and I could be wrong. I never went. But, like, I think the appeal of bigger universities and, like, more prestigious is, like, the alumni that are there that can come back to teach. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if I was going to a business class at UT, maybe somebody who had, like, a multi-million dollar yeah. startup could mm-hmm. come back and give a lesson or something. Right. right. But, like, also the alumni networks, like, after you graduate, you know, when you're looking for a job and you mm-hmm. just graduated and somebody's hiring who went to the same school as you looking to give you a six-figure salary right out of the gate. Like, sure, like, there's benefits to that. Yeah, and you get, you get that ex- exclusive in-person feel because what happens when that teacher is teaching the Zoom class online, but then they realize that they can just post it on YouTube and get millions of eyes? Mm. Then at that point, the information is free, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think learning in person is a way to get people who don't want to learn to learn. You know what I'm saying? I think online, the only people who are going to learn are people who want to. Like, you're not yeah, going to get kids exactly. to learn. No. I'll be honest. I've taken online classes for years, and I've never learned a single thing in them. Just because you know how to do the system. You know how to pass. You yeah. move on. You know how to but look up the test answers on people, Quizlet. How many people in college now are learning stuff? How many people are just well, going to pass to get a degree? Like how many people are really learning how to do something? They get to their job and they train them how to do it once they get to the job. Right. You know, yeah. like you could train me today to pretty much do most jobs. You know, like I just show up, you know, teach me how to do it. So if they take out that degree, because I view um, the degree wall as like a, as like the barrier to entry with media 30 years ago, 30 years ago, 
if you weren't on ABC, CBS, NBC, or uh, Cox Communications on the radio, you weren't in the you were not in the media game. Yeah. Right. You had to be good looking, have a fancy degree, sound smart to get on TV. Nowadays, we're here. Yeah. Anybody can do. I mean, for a big. <laughs> For a big news company like ABC or CNN or something, you probably got to be related to somebody. And how foolish does CNN look with 5 million subs when some jack wagon like Jake Paul's got 15 million subs by himself making millions and they're having to pay this whole staff? He's fighting Nate Robinson. I did hear he's fighting Nate Robinson. That's pretty 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 awesome. That's Jake Paul though, right? But Or Logan. I don't know. I don't know who's fighting who. Does it even really matter? Jake Paul is the... Uh, like the one but beef, I think. there was a clear. I mean, no beef. You know? There was a clear wall in the media world to get in. There was a barrier to entry. Colleges are making it that way with jobs, but if employers take that away, then it's gone. It's like, and another thing I think that killed college was the internet. Can't we all look up anything we want to find ever on the internet? You know, like we could find any information we want on the internet. Nothing's exclusive anymore. Yeah, like you can find out literally how many people flew to Jeffrey Epstein's island. What time they went to? Exactly. How many times they yeah. went? I can look up the scientific theory of reasoning right now on the internet and learn it if I needed to. Yeah, I guarantee if we went on YouTube right now and ter- typed in how to do heart surgery, that I mean, is granted. I would never do heart surgery yeah. on a human. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing. And I was talking to my aunt about this the other day. Uh, the one who's a nurse, she said, or. You know, maybe it was Rain's sister, too, who's also, like, in medical school, just took her MCAT. But she was like, I mean, I don't think you should need a degree to be a doctor. But, like, it's their process of weeding out people, like, during times that are stressful. And, like, can you fight Yeah, here's what I want to know. I've always always wondered this. You know, so 90% of jobs, they they bake you into getting a four-year degree and you go get a job. If you're going to go be a lawyer or a doctor, why do you need an undergraduate? Mm Mm-hmm. Why not just go to medical school or law school immediately? What's undergraduate serving you? What was taking biology and humanities serving you when you're going to be a doctor? It's a requirement. It's a prerequisite. That's how they get more money out of you. That's how they get more money out of you. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's insane. Like my college hit me up in July this year for fall payment. When last year you didn't pay until the the day before class started. Now they're hitting people up for money in July during the middle of a pandemic. Like, do you really think this year people have more money than they did last year? Or are you guys in a hurt for money and you're hitting people up for money early now? You know, I mean, I've had problems with it for a while. And like, I guess not being in college, you, you're limited to what you know. But as soon as I got in it, I was like, man, these people only care about money, you know? And I think what we're, what we try to tell people is there's so many things you can do outside of the college way to be successful you know even jude's got himself a side hustle exactly you know jude's out here getting this money i guess our live audience is taking off yeah they're gonna go eat all right they're gonna go eat all right see you boys me and joe are back to ourselves like the old days right yeah just a couple weeks ago that's cool see y'all y'all be careful i think there's definitely uh, there's i mean i'm thinking about new business ventures to get into myself right now like i got a couple things i'm thinking about uh, that i really just need to act on but overall things have been going pretty good it's just it's just sticking with it you know Mm mm-hmm
someone's oh, just yeah, that's all it sticking is. with that's it. That's all it is. You know, it's it's so easy for something to not work like two months in and quit. When if you just wrote it out, it'd be successful. Like I was telling you, when I first started selling stuff five years ago, I would sell like five things a month. You know, that's, I mean, it's like chicken scratch, you know, it's just like something cute. Like, oh, hey, I actually sold something. And then I stuck with it and actually tried and just kept working at it. And then I slowly went from, you know, sell a day, two sells a day, five a day, 10 a day. And now I'm able to ramp it up to basically my full-time job just from, you know, trying hard. You know, I was able to quit the job I had to do this and I'm loving it. But if I didn't believe in it and I didn't keep trying, it wouldn't have been successful. I know you've been in business now for about a year now, right? A little over a year. A little bit over. And I always kind of think that the two-year mark is where you really start to see a difference in success. And for me, actually, that's true because I started the business I have now in April of 2018, like for, like really trying. And two years later, it was April 2020, the best month I've ever had. You know, and I was basically at full scale, full-time income at that point, you know, putting that work in for two years and not giving up because I could have, I look back at my numbers from that first year and I thought they were good. You know, I thought I was doing something. Mm -hmm. And then I look back, I said, oh man, I wasn't doing crap back then, but it's just sticking with it and not quitting. No, I totally agree. I think that's something that we preach heavily a lot on this show is execution is more important than the best idea. It really is. You know, like, like we say, like you can be a plumber and be a millionaire or you can be the most brilliant person in a room everywhere you go and not do anything with Mm -hmm. it. Just have ideas and not take action with them. Yeah. There's certainly something about action, you know, and, it was the principle of spirals that we talked about probably back in October. The more action that you take, the easier it is for you to take even more action. That's why if I wake up in the morning and I go for a jog or I hit the weights, it's easy for it's easy for me afterwards, you know, to hit a quick little meditation session mm-hmm. and then eat healthy. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like shower and then read a book and then focus up again and get to work work on it for a couple hours. Look at all the shit that I just built up. Yeah. It's easy for me to, you know, wake up in the morning and play Xbox Mm -hmm. and then only play Xbox for the rest of the day. Yeah. There's something just powerful about doing something, just starting something. You know, for me, I thought working out again was going to be a very tough thing for me to do because it doesn't come natural to me. Like I feel like making money and, Hustling comes natural. Like I feel I like I just kind of like it, but working out's never been something that I liked. But during the middle of, of the pandemic, my parents were working out at this park and I just started going with them. And I've been going consistently now since March. So that's mm-hmm. four months. And I built up a little bit of a habit to where now I pretty much do it without thinking. And I'm in much better shape than I was four months ago. But I just did it by just executing not thinking not thinking okay what am i gonna work out what am i gonna do i need to plan out my workout and i I, i've said this for every business thing that i've personally done that's been successful i can't tell you how i started because i just did it 
you know, and just doing is always better than thinking and strategizing. Yeah, that's true. You know, cause I think, I think that's why I kind of have always rebelled from like the college mindset. Cause I feel like that's just four years of thinking and planning and strategizing, you yeah. know, well, what might as well just get your feet wet. Yeah. I was the same way. So let's take a little bit of a more lighthearted approach to the show before we go ahead and clock out. Let's go, baby. Is Joe Rogan really moving to Texas? So I hope the listeners understand what we're saying and are familiar with it. I think he's moving to Texas, but I think all these guys from L.A. and California right now are just upset at their government for the time being. Mm. And they're going to move to Texas and realize that it's super hot here it's not hollywood there's no glitz and glam here there's no celebrities on every block okay, so joe rogan was talking about he said he wants to move to a small town he, he's not going to move to or he yeah he says he doesn't want to move to austin yeah like, i heard I, him say i can that. see him get on the outskirts of a big like lavernia is considered the outskirts of yeah. san antonio which is a big city granted it's not los angeles no but like yeah it's just Call a small town Texas just a different vibe. It's a very different vibe, and those guys are famous people. They're professional entertainers. They're podcasters. They're all that stuff. I just find it very hard to believe that they're gonna want to live out in small town Texas. I don't think Joe Rogan's like a lot of the other celebrities. Like obviously, somebody like Taylor Swift and yeah. Katy Perry aren't gonna be on the same plane as Joe Rogan. So like, I can see Joe Rogan moving to small town Texas and loving it. Um, just like I can see him. I mean, San Marcos is probably a really good fit for Joe Rogan. Now that I think about it, maybe so like between yeah. San Marcos, maybe Austin, but I don't, I don't think a lot of celebrities quote unquote enjoy being in a bunch of noise all the time. Mm. Some people do. Maybe some of those people are like devil worshipers and yeah, they got, <laughs> you know, they got like some substance, some deals with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Small town Texas is so different from LA. And I just, I I hear all these guys, a lot of these comedians that I like to watch a lot of people from California talking about, I'm just going to move. I'm going to get out of here. I just think that this is a temporary anger that they have. They're going to get out into Texas and realize basically, Oh shit. This is why we haven't been here for many years. Uh, Corona has gone. We're not locked down anymore. I'm gonna go back to California, you know, because Because those guys, to me, make enough money to where they don't really care about the taxes or the cost of living. That's not really a factor for them. They like California because that's where everybody's at. That's where all the connections are. That's where Hollywood's at. That's where all the entertainers go. People aren't going out to small town Texas. Like he said, he'd have to fly people out to do his show. Mm -hmm. You know. And for me, I think a lot of his guests, it's easy for them to go on because they're already in L.A., but if, if they had to fly out to San Marcos, Texas, or freaking Pflugerville, Texas, now granted, it's a huge show, but I, mean, I think yeah. it's going to limit his scope a little bit. It could. I mean, I, I feel like Joe Rogan's mega guests, you know, like yeah. Elon Musk mm-hmm. or you know, like people of that caliber, right? Or like, freaking Alex Jones, yeah, who lives Alex, in Austin. Alex Jones, like he, he can get those people he can schedule around them you know what i'm yeah, saying so yeah. like for maybe a smaller person and granted they're still going to be like pretty famous and well-known or you know did something pretty cool like 
you can fill in the rest with those people because like hey let me get you a ton of exposure on the joe rogan experience yeah, yeah fly me out and you know they're gonna jump on it like that i think the uh I guess I'll wrap up my thoughts on this is I just think that there's a cool consensus for California people to want to move out and go to other states. And I personally think it lasts maybe a year and they all come back. I mean, that's just kind of my feel for things. I mean, I've been to LA twice and I understand the appeal. I get it. It's like you said, it's fast. It's noisy. It's, you know, Nobody gives a second it, thought about you. You're just yeah, there. Yeah, it's billboards everywhere. You know, Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills. That's where all the celebrities are. It's where all the noise is. It's where all the agents are and all the entertainers. And I've lived in Texas my whole life. Texas is not Los Angeles. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think, th- I think there's a difference between like, liking Texas when you visit and then like actually moving there and then them realizing just how quiet it is. And just how slow moving it is. And just how hot it is. I mean, I think these guys are going to flip out when it's July and it's 108. I think they're going to flip out when it's December and it's 90 degrees. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of my thoughts on the whole California people moving towards Texas. I think it's it's just a trend because they're angry about the shutdowns. Well, so I think if Joe Rogan moves to small town Texas, it could be Lavernia. You never know. If he moved to our hometown, I mean, that'd be... That'd be great. I mean, shoot, Lavernia might like blow up, blow up. Bomb, yeah. But um, yeah, if he moves to small town Texas, that greatly increases our chances of being on the Joe Rogan experience. All right, Joe. I think that was a good show. Yeah. I think we had some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody listening learned something. Um, we had a couple of guests pop up on the mic. I hope that Probably. you. I hope that they could hear them in the background when they were talking. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll see. I hope so. Uh, if you guys didn't, we're sorry about that. We hope you really enjoyed the show. We took a week off. We are not. We just took one week off to recharge. We're back. Um, and hope maybe we'll have some guests in the studio soon. Yeah. You know? Let's do it. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. It was a good show. Very much enjoyed it. Yes, we'll we did. we'll see you next Monday. We'll see you next Monday. Thank you for listening. Peace.